This is the Negro League Podcast with Preach Jacobs. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? This is the Negro League Podcast. I am your host, Preach Jacobs. Thank you guys for listening. We back in this motherfucker, motherfucker. We are sponsored by Mo Better Soul Clothing. You can go to mobettersoul.bigcartel.com. Type in the code Negro to save 10% on your next order. Get some fly shit, some dope black shit. We got some new designs on there. We have some motherfucking camo hats that are fucking awesome and dope. And um, thank you all for listening. Um... Usually, when we do this podcast, it's basically me talking shit for 30 minutes by myself, but um, I brought somebody in here, uh, my homie, uh, Robert Ford, say something to the folk. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, party people in the place to be? Oh, yes. So... Oh, what you hear is not a test. Oh, gosh. <laughs> delete this nigga already. Anyways, <laughs> we are here. Um, yeah, you know, he's been listening to the podcast um, along with the other two of you people out there thank y'all for checking it out and he was just like yo next week i want to come in and, and i want to i want to talk i always promise to come in here and do these podcasts and shit but mm-hmm. i'm like king lemium when it comes to doing them it's like yo won't you come through and do the podcast i'm like yo uh let me um let me see what i got going on <laughs> let me get let me um, get back to you yeah this you're the king of that shit so let me go check on this cat <laughs> the nigga ain't got no cat, right? <laughs> so, so yeah. So my surprise that we catch up today. You know, niggas trying to get sexy, go to the gym, and all that good stuff. And he's like, "Yo, you doing a podcast today?" You don't sound like that, but still. Um, so I'm surprised that you that you wanted to do it. I was making fun of you yesterday because um, somebody who who said this shit like Dan Levitar was talking about when he was on an episode of First Take back in the day when Skip Bayless was still on it. It was like before the prep of the show, Skip Bayless avoids you. Because he doesn't want to get his take out there before he's on camera. And, like, Levitard is like, this nigga take this shit way too seriously. So, like, I'm talking to you yesterday about, like, the whole Kanye song. And you was just like, I will hold off till tomorrow. <laughs> I, I mean, I was being facetious. Like, Maybe I think what? about, I always think about shit like the, because I've been studying, like, the Joe Budden podcast and all those other shits when they do those. And ganja like, Ben, Ganja Ben. Sorry. That's strike one. <laughs> <laughs> But when they do the podcast and shit, like, you know, Joe Budden be all about pacing. So he's like, yo, I don't want to talk about this yet. Or yo. And just trying to kind of give preface to the listeners here. Like, even though this is my first podcast, I've known Preach for like 19, 20 years. Fucking seems like. I'm sorry. But, you know, we have like the most profound conversations. And I guess the reason why the push to do the podcast together is such a big one is because... Over the course of the past 20 years, like, we have all of these great, great conversations yeah. that kind of work their way into, like, yo, we should have been doing this. So Yeah, absolutely. So so I don't know whether or not you're going to hijack this or not. It's funny because, like, if I listen to you, this podcast still would be going on. Because it's like, he was like, you know, I don't know if uh, people want to hear you talk by yourself. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. But the reality is this, right? It's that the objective of this podcast is... Nobody has an excuse anymore to not have their own platform. And this is what it's all about. It's like, you know, I'm not arguing with niggas on Facebook. 
Like, like if if somebody wants to hear my opinion at me, bro. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like, like you're gonna have well, to drop like, my location my pin shit. on your motherfucking ass. Look, like, somebody gonna get scared. What was that? That thing that happened years ago. Some guy was talking shit on somebody on Twitter, and the nigga found out his location, and like he made a whole Twitter thread about driving like two hours to kind of catch up with this. Fuck nigga. that! I think the hardest one was Erica Badu. That okay? That was fake though, because she said she said that she had accidentally. Hit. But even even it's just the optics of when she first did it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah, but she admitted like she admitted like when they found out where she was at, she accidentally. You know, she's not that great at technology. She just hits the wrong button. She's like, oh shit! But like by the time you realize you did it by accident, you can't say nothing after that. You right. gotta you gotta pretend like you meant to do it. You know. That's why internet beef sucks. Yeah. Yeah, real beef sucks too, though. Like you know, speaking of which, I guess this is the first thing. How you feel about um Drake um squashing that shit with me? I don't care. All right, as next topic. As, <laughs> like, I mean, as long like, as I guess my thing you, is, like, my you, thing don't, is you don't understand. The as long as the works. music is dope, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like rap beef usually, like beefs that are like held on records, they're usually not. Substantial in terms of like, yo, when I see you in the street, we're gonna fight. Mm. So I never took the beef seriously in terms of like, yo, you put Meek Mill and Drake in a room, these niggas gonna have to like fight. Mm. So when it was all said and done, I was like, okay, well, it'll blow over. Eventually, they'll kind of see the light. Mm. Meek will break up with Nikki and he'll feel stupid for all of the stupid shit that he was doing. And of course, you know. Drake has kind of been on the the winning side and the losing side of rap beefs now, so I guess there's a perspective to it. Uh, well, okay, well, do you feel like he lost? I mean, because like the the, the Pusha T shit. But this is what I'm saying: the Pusha record was a hard record, but had but they didn't do anything to fuck with Drake at all. I don't think it was about fucking with him in terms of like you know I didn't expect Drake to be all of a sudden be like wildly unsuccessful because of the beef that he had. All with right, Pusha. so so here's my question: so what's the point of a of a rap beef then? I think it's about, I think at the at the street level, I think it's about respect, right? right like, but, I think it's but, about... But, but Drake, I think, Drake and street level, really? Like, those are two words you can put together? I mean, when I say that, I'm not thinking in terms of, like, you being in the hood. Like, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking in terms of, like, when you're emceeing, I think it's about respect. Okay. And I think with that being said, I, did, I do think that as an MC, he kind of took a hit. Man... He took that hit, and then as soon as the dance came out, niggas is just like, man, Kiki, where you at? And I think that was the thing that, you know, at least in terms of this particular rollout for this album, that's what saved it. I mean, my thing is this, though. If it wasn't for Shiggy, the Shiggy show, yeah. it would have been, you know, because right. the album, Scorpion as, as an album, uh, I've listened to it maybe <laughs> twice, three times, all the way through. And look, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you this right now, because we had this conversation, I'm telling you this shit Right now, there's a difference, and this is how I feel about a lot of a lot of bands that I never listened to. Right? I'll give you an example. Like, you ever heard of flogging, flogging Molly? No. Okay, you get talk talk loud <laughs> in the microphone, so nobody hears your fucking joke. <laughs> fucking not asshole. at all. I mean, <laughs> not at all. But not nah, all right. Put on flogging Molly on the way to the gym today to get hype. You know, I'm going to delete all your shit. <laughs> <laughs> all your shit when I put this out. But nah, Flog Molly, some band, I never heard them before. And they're like a, it's like an Irish rock band or whatever. And when I heard them live, the shit was ridiculously crazy. And it made me have an appreciation for like 
finding the music on like Apple Music and listening to it and stuff like that. When you're talking about the Drake records, it's a difference between listening to that shit when it first come out in your headphones and shit like that, and then actually going to the show. So like you said that you're gonna try to make it to the Atlanta show. I bet you there's gonna be a new appreciation for those records when you see them live because I don't think I think some artist music isn't really designed to listen to in your ears. Like like if we're talking about Daytona, those are one of those earphone headphone piece and, you know joints. And I don't I don't disagree with you. I just think that music has a place. Mm-hmm. I think that you know I think that all artists have certain pockets. And I think that the thing that's so significant about Drake right now, Drake is like supreme brand building right mm. now. It's not about all of. It's not about Drake making classic albums. Mm. I think that, but in terms of song for song being on the radio, having a brand as a hip hop artist, I don't think that there's a bigger artist in hip hop right now. Yeah, agree. In terms of him being able to put a record out or put a song out. And captivating everybody's attention. You hear it everywhere. Girls on the on Instagram taking selfies, their captions and shit. That's what Drake does. And I even in defense of this particular album, I don't think that the album had to be great for him to be successful. I think it's all about him having certain records and being able to run the gamut off of those records. And I just think that now over time, when he goes out on stage. He can stack up about twenty records. Yeah, they say he can do about three hours straight, no help. Facts. Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. I think that he can get out there and he can really just cut loose on twenty records that everybody heard, everybody loved. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he has a. I mean, as far as far as hip hop hit makers, I think he has. As far as hits are concerned, he has the longest run. And when I say hits, you know, Jay has been a guy that's had number one albums, but. He really wasn't a number one singles guy. No, you know what I'm saying. So as far as like a, a nigga that's been doing this shit with like banger after banger, that's like consistently, it's been probably ten years. Has it been ten years yet? He's close to ten. Yeah, he's close I to think, doing a decade of worth of shit. And I think, in as far as Drake con, Drake's concerned, and what works the best for him, he doesn't have to put out albums. I think that you know, like he got a Grammy nomination off of Zero to One Hundred, mm-hmm. which was a single. He just put that out, let that go. And was like, here you go. And then next thing you know, a couple months later, like, yeah, he's in consideration for a Grammy. Yeah, you know the funny shit about all this stuff about talking about the beef. If we're talking about like Meat Mill or whatever, like, I won't be too too impressed until I see like the I I'm waiting for the Drake Pusher beef to be squashed and they do a record together. Like that's coming. I'm telling you, it might it might take a while, but it's coming. Is It'd that be, gonna happen though? It's a smart move for everybody. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think I think it's coming, but but but. You're fucking up my segue. So my segue is this. Fuck is your segue, punk. We're muting your entire <laughs> thing. We're muting all of your shit. Matter of fact, it's going to be an episode of me talking to myself I, again. I don't speak podcastingese. Man, whatever. So the idea You're is fucking basically. fucking up my segue. Is you done as you finish? Ganja Ben, Ganja Ben. No, so, <laughs> so what I was saying was. It's fucking crazy and hilarious that like we think the Drake and uh, Meek thing, we knew it wasn't going to get physical, but the most gangster motherfucker out of Beast is like Cardi. <laughs> like Cardi running up on Nikki and throwing Yo. the shoe. And she got elbowed in the fucking face for, for that shit, man. Yo. And at this point, I'm Team Cardi B. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I've been Team Cardi B yeah, for a yeah, second yeah. now. Yeah. Now Nikki's going to block me on Instagram. Ganja burn, ganja burn. That's going to be your ringtone when you call. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to hear it. Oh. 
<laughs> nah, I think that um, I've been Team Cardi for a minute, and I think the the thing about Cardi B that's so endearing and so special is that I don't think that she's gotten too big for herself. Mm. Where I think that Nikki has kind of put herself in a position where she just feels like she's untouchable. She's you know even not even. The relationship between her and her fans, but the relationship between her and her peers, the other other hip hop artists, man and female, she just kind of has this like this. Said man and female, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. I'm fucking with you, but no, it's it's but you know, it, it seems like when they came out that Drake and Nicki, it was like Drake was supposed to be the the man version of Nicki, and Nicki's supposed to be the lady version of Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like they were supposed to be the counterparts. You know what I mean? The trajectory was there when they first came out. I think, um, I think, man, everybody's approach to to listening to music and appreciating music is totally different. Like the idea of an artist being too big, um, as opposed to finding out that your artist is human. You know, those things have changed now. Like we want to see like the human shit. Like if you look on Cardi's Instagram. Half half the videos got her without makeup. <laughs> you know we what I'm want, saying? We want accessibility. Absolutely. I think because that, at this point now, that's 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 what's missing. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe that artists, people who have like these huge followings, I don't think that it's the music alone. Whereas a couple years ago, mm. it was all about the records. Yeah, I think that now in the age of social media, people have to be engaged in their artists. Like we got to be able to see and. And know that you have thoughts that are relative to the thoughts and musings that we have. Where you like to eat. Where yeah, you like yeah. to work out. What do your kids look like? What are your viewpoints on such and such show? And I think that Cardi B has done a phenomenal job of doing that. Even when she first got started as a stripper, she would get on Instagram and she would kind of make content that's designated for women to relate to. Yeah. And through that, she's kind of created this wave where everybody fucks with her because they feel like, yo, me and Cardi can hang out. Yeah. Whereas Nicki, Nicki Minaj kind of tried to turn herself into like this demigod where she's operating at a level above all of her fame. Well, that's, and, that's, and that's the thing is that, you know, Oprah and Beyonce have this ability, right? Where I say Oprah specifically. Oprah had the ability to... Be a billionaire and be the every person, the every woman. Like, right. like, like people were able to watch her show and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm like her, or she's like me, and she's one of us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's a great skill. Because there was by by no time, and we acknowledge that Oprah's a billionaire, but at no time do we feel like she lost the person that she was. Here's a funny Oprah story my mom told me though. It was like Oprah was talking about her first car. And her first car, I can't, I can't remember. It was like, let's say it was like a Nissan or something, like an old beat up 1990 Altima or something like that. Right. right. And so Oprah said, it was like one day she's like riding a, you know, she's in a limousine and shit. And she sees somebody literally driving her first car. And so she lets the window down and looks at the person. The person sees just Oprah and says, oh my gosh, I love this car. This is my first car. I love this car. Oh my gosh. And the person looking at Oprah, Thinking that she's trying to be an asshole, looked at Oprah and said, "Fuck you, Oprah!" <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Joe Long. laughs> 
<laughs> but Oprah laughed at it because but you got jokes. the optics. The optics is you know what I mean, like that she's trying to be a dick, but that's kind of like acknowledging that she's such to every person, right? That she still remembers that shit, right? You know what I mean, right? And I think you know, on the other end of that, the worst thing that somebody who's <laughs> be like, let's trade Oprah. The worst thing that somebody can do and when they've achieved a certain amount of success is forget where they come from. Absolutely. And I just think that Nikki's kind of lost control of that and Cardi kind of thrives in that. Yeah. So you think is that is that what Kanye's trying to do now? He's trying to go backwards and... and I don't want to talk about Kanye. Man, nigga, this is a fucking podcast. Like, dog, like, get the fuck out of here. you the same nigga last week that texted me, hey, I think you whiffed on not talking about the Eminem album. <laughs> and I'm like, what the, okay, here's you, what we are, do. Are you having beige rage right now? I was being facetious. This is beige brilliance. <laughs> this is beige brilliance. Billion. Envy, 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 envy. You make it. You Are make you an mad? acknowledgement of monks of the I was, I was, I was joking though. It I wasn't. Like, I, I wasn't, wasn't serious. I like don't know. you were snapping just uh, now. What I'm saying is, this is the shit we got to talk. <laughs> about. You don't want to talk about Kanye, but this is the point that I'm saying, dog. You fucking up the the, the segways, man. No, I'm not. Yes, I you was are. just. I mean, I needed. Nigger, transition nigger. time before you started. This was the transition. We're talking about people that, like that are forgetting. Are you forgetting. how can you not want to talk about Kanye? We're, mu- we're muting this, but nah. I'm saying how can you not want to talk about it? Nah, I was I was joking, but yeah, whatever. So what do you think is going on? Where you're talking about forgetting when he come from? You think this is why he's trying to do the whole? I think the re- go back home tour. The rebrand. The rebrand is in play right now with mm-hmm. Kanye. I think that you know. I think all of the the antics of the past couple months. And the the whole seven song album set really didn't put him in a position where he got the kind of attention out of it and the reverence that he wanted. So now I think that he has to kind of throw all that away and start over again. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, I think that part of the shtick now is like he went and hired his old manager back. He went back to Chicago. They tried to turn that into an event and consequences there and GLC is there. And so now it's kind of like, okay, Kanye's coming home. Side note, random question, right? It's like if we talk about Rockefeller, Rockefeller, the 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 big artist that they made out of that, right? And we we can argue that, you know, you got, like, diplomats and stuff, but they were already kind of, like, on their own a big deal. Like, Rockefeller, regardless if Jay-Z was was down for the cause or not, they created or they were re- responsible for, for launch padding a Kanye. Out of good music, who's that artist that Kanye found from the darkness and brought to the light that's, like, the shit? Is it Big Sean? John Legend. John Legend? Okay, I would probably say out of everybody that's that's come through good music, that makes sense. I mean, because Common was already there. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. I agree on John Legend. Which, by the way, as of today, he's the first black man to have an EGOT. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah, that's the shit. Oh, one time for John Legend. No (laughs) times for your impression. It's not enough with you. You don't have to mute me for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. I just leave. Guess um, <laughs> bye, nigga. <laughs> you, you know who wrote that song? Will I am? Yeah, yeah, William. Yeah. yeah. So straight up, one time for Will I am? Yeah, yeah. Who's been gone? What the fuck has Will I am been doing? <laughs> Swimming in his money, like, money, like, like fucking Scrooge McDuck. He always hangs out with like Jimmy Iovine and <laughs> yeah, Bill I, Gates and. 
I, I think that's going to be his next thing is is being like the mogul shit where yeah. he's not going to be in the studio as much, but kind of facilitating putting other people on. So, you know, I guess that's the way it needs to go. But like, but nah, but outside of that, like we were talking about the Kanye stuff. It's like, you know, that that little pump song or whatever. Is it little pump? Yeah. Yeah. Little pump. Man. At the Pornhub Awards. The, the Pornhub Awards. Man, you know what? Is I'm 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 through the jokes write themselves. I'm 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 through with Yay. I'm done with Yay. And like there was this troll on my on my Facebook page where I did a screenshot of, of Yay in the video. He looks fucking crazy. Like he looks insane. Like in fucking insane. Like he has the whole big things on. Which I don't even know what the fuck that was. Like, I have no clue. They were like no clue. Minecraft characters. Yeah. Gosh. And he has like like all right, you're doing a song for the Pornhub Awards where the hook is like, you're such a fucking hoe, I love it. And you got like a big chain with your mama name on it. Like that, if, if there's anything that I ain't going to have my mama associated with. What the Dale Gibbons shit. in the video? Yo, Adele uh, Gibbons, which I always confuse Adele with motherfucking, uh, uh, what's, what's the chick that that's, that's uh, that I just showed you the picture of that's on the breakfast call? Oh, this Cheryl Underwood. Cheryl Underwood. Cheryl Underwood, talking about the hot Kool-Aid. Yeah, I always confuse the both of them, but... It's the weirdest shit, and some woman on my page was like, yo, man, the song is really, really fucking sexist. And some guy was like, well, what do you mean? And so, like, I put the lyrics up, you know, and I, I'm not going to die on the cross of arguing something being sexist or not, because it is pretty fucking sexist. But it's like, if I'm, if I'm honest about the music that we listen to, hip-hop culture, if you go back to The Chronic, you go back to Doggy Style, it is fucking filthy. And let's be honest, there's a lot of shit on the chronic and doggy style that's pretty fucking gay. Is 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 uh is pretty gay? Yes, absolutely. Like like as as homophobic as hip hop has had a history of being, the idea of like ain't no fun if the homies get none, or like all them times with Snoop on the album is like, you talking to the the big dick niggas. Like at any point in the 20 years I've where, known where you. Where did he say that? Dog, they say this shit. Dog, all right, we're gonna pause it right now. We'll be right back. Okay, we back. <laughs> but like, but like, there's a lot of but got a lot scolded of scolded behind the scenes. <laughs> what the fuck are right you doing? <laughs> you fucking up the rollout, nigga. But not nah, like I never let you do this podcast again. <laughs> you ain't doing it now, do you? Just gonna you gonna be waiting to hear it? Like, okay, my part's coming up soon. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> I won't be hurt. You put it on Facebook. Hey guys, I'm, I'm on a new podcast this week. Mm. It's just me and one other person listening. So yeah, pretty much. Hey mom, but now nah, like what I was saying was, what <laughs> I was saying podcast, was, nigga. there's there's so much shit. There's so much shit where the music we listen to, if if we listen to it with today's ears, it sounds awful. And 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 that reminds me of a conversation. I'm not name dropping, but I had a conversation with Nikki Giamani, and we were talking about hip hop culture and about the language and stuff. And I'm like, she's been one of those proponents of hip hop. Like, she's loved hip hop and supported hip hop. So she's like, got a thug life tattoo. And she's like one of the older voices that when everybody was like attacking hip hop, you know, from the days when when doggy style and shit like that came out, she supported it. And I asked her about this, and I said, you know, what's up with the language? How do you feel about that? And she said. That's just what young people do. We say shit to piss our parents off. And she said, I used to say nigga in my poetry all the time. But by the time you get 30 and 40, you just stop doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I say that to say, for that record, I'm not going to judge the language of it. But somebody like Lil Pump, I'm like, go for it. Because young niggas doing music, that's just what they do. Young niggas doing music, they say wild, foul shit. Right. 
for Kanye to be in his 40s, to be somebody that whose life has been visible, you're married to Kim K, you know, you got two daughters, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's where it's like, nigga, like, what are you doing? Because, like, because, like, Jay is doing 444 now, you know, like, even even at the On The Run concert, there was, like, a small portion when he did, like, Big Pimpin' for, like, 20 minutes, 20 seconds, and you could just tell that he's just like, I'm not, this isn't the nigga I am anymore. I think, I think, as as men, we evolve. As people, we we're supposed evolve, to. I think that we get to a point where, where the uh, naturally, just the natural order of things, the stuff that was cool 10, 20 years ago, isn't cool now. And it's funny that you bring this up because a couple months ago, I went back and I listened to Mr. Scarface's back. Dog, there's no way that shit can come out now. No, absolutely not. None. Like, now don't get me wrong. Me understanding the nuances and the context of the record. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah. It's a dope-ass album. Yeah. But from the time I hit play on the first record and he start, and Brad just start going off, mm-hmm. you know that there's no space for this. At all. In the modern-day landscape of things. And that's, and that's, to me, I think that's the bigger complaint that I have with the record is that it's extremely tone-deaf right now with what's going on. Absolutely. You, you, because, you know what I'm because I guess the other part of it is that we would make the presumption that Kanye is supposed to be in a position of leadership. That's, and what he's doing doesn't look like leadership because it's like between him doing the little pump shit and then now in the studio with 6ix9ine and. It, it seems more like he's being led or, for lack of a trying better. Trying to jump on he's What they call now clout chasing. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 that's, and that's the thing about it that was never Kanye's bag. Like Kanye was the nigga that did the shit that we had to turn to. You right. know what I'm saying? And so seeing him do the clout chasing, that's what's getting frustrating. Right. Because it's like, you know, it's like listening to Jay, even, I put it like this, even when we listen to like, you know, uh, Holy Grail, where it, it aged pretty well, but when it first came out, like it was kind of like, it, it was kind of like on, you know, people didn't know exactly how to feel about it. Like you can kind of tell, that he was trying to do something that nobody else was pretty much doing. Even though some of the stuff, you know, you've already complained about that you didn't like or didn't age the way you wanted to, but it's still a solid album. I think as an artist of where Jay is, I think the whole thing has to be about trying to get people to levitate, levitate their platforms. That's and, Get and, them to yeah. think higher of the situations and, and think higher of the culture than... Where they're at now. And that's not what I'm seeing. It's like, dog, for, for a nigga as accomplished as Kanye, who, who has like 20-something Grammys and all that sm- shit. He's smarter than that. Absolutely. You're, I you're mean, doing shit for the Pornhub you, Awards? You start, your career, you, you start your career, and you probably make, in the college dropout, one of the greatest earth tone records in terms of being able to relate to people. Yep. Being able to relate to people that are coming out of college... Trying to find themselves, trying to navigate the nuances of following their dreams Mm -hmm. or having to nine to five it Mm -hmm. to survive and wanting to break out of one plane to get to another. And then you follow that up with records with Kwali, with Alicia Keys, with Common, all of these brilliant artists who, like... You go from working with Common on B to Lil Pump. Yeah, it's, it, it makes no it makes no sense. And, from and by, Chappelle to yeah. the Pornhub yeah. Awards. Yeah, and, and by no means am I. And I'm not shaming I, Pornhub, by the way. I mean, absolutely, man. <laughs> Jada Fire, what's going on, baby? What's going on? One, and a Fox, let's go. One time for Pornhub. Yeah, 
yo, two times I'm ambidextrous, bitch. But now nah, the point I'm saying Yikes. is, <laughs> yeah. I do it with my feet. But now, nah, like, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 now nah, it's it's it's. I'm not shaming a little pump in the situation because like when somebody like Kanye calls, you're supposed to go to him. He's a kid, absolutely. Young, dumb, full of cum, like yeah, absolutely. And not only that, it's like you know these kids are rock stars now, absolutely. It's like you know you put them in a position where. They're 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. You hand this kid a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. They're doing what kids should do. Listen, um, the Jordan Peterson book I was telling you about, right? A lot of stuff people get kind of frustrated about. They think it's controversial. But he said one thing in there that I thought was really kind of great. And he said something about society is fucked up when you reward bad behavior. So, like, seeing all this shit that somebody like 6ix9ine is doing, it's like, if you want to be young and do all that crazy shit, if if six nine is doing that shit with a bunch of young crazy niggas, I get it. Go for it. You know what I'm saying? Even though I think it's reckless or whatever. But if you're in a situation where you got a forty something year old dude linking up with this guy based on the shit that he's been doing, I just think that's just it's just bad leadership, and it's yeah, not leadership. At I all. mean, Kanye is just lost at this point. Absolutely, but but. I guess they, to end it, they ended it kind of on a positive note on the Kanye shit. Like, we were just talking about the Alicia Keys record, which I think we were talking. I think it's probably the best produced record he's ever done. You don't know my name joint. Absolutely. Which, <laughs> which it is absolutely the shoot your shot anthem where all that stuff started, right? I agree. Imagine you going to Chick-fil-A <laughs> and after you leave Chick-fil-A because they got the little bowl for you can win a free meal you put your business card in there you get a phone call from somebody from Chick-fil-A saying you know what you ordered that number five and they want, you be wanting two uh, uh, two honey mustards I put extra nuggets in there. yeah you know what I'm saying like because I think you sweet <laughs> honestly how would you respond to you know how they that? only have filled the large waffle fries <laughs> I put them all the way to the top. The big ones. <laughs> you know how you get yourself eliminated? We put all this ice in there. I want to give you half. But right. nah, like, like, damn, dude. Like, what would you do? <laughs> what would you do if you get that phone call? I'm not answering that shit. Man. That's the funny thing about that record is that know how that shit can happen now. You get a random and phone the call. The average nigga would be like, yo. Yo. Man. I love that song, man. Like it's a, it, it it's was a great kind of nostalgic. Record, yeah, it's kind I of mean, nostalgic. It's, stuff like that only kind of like it's a bittersweet thing, right? Because you think about everything that Kanye's done, and then you look at what he's doing, and there's this huge disparity. Yeah. So, like, anytime we're talking about like all the people that he's going back to, the whole you know Chicago run or whatever, I don't want to hear none of that shit until Ryan Fest is with him. Because if Ryan Fest ain't fucking with it, I don't want to hear it. I don't know if Ryan Fest comes back. I don't think he does either. But but what I'm saying is, if he does come back. That'll be the two people, Ron Fest and Jay. So you got kind of you talking about, oh, Roger Throne 2 coming. It's like, nigga. It's going like, to be somebody else. It's going to be, somebody said this, and I, and I thought this is what he meant, Chance. I can see that. I think it's going to be Chance to rap. Because they were in the studio not too long ago. Yeah, this will be working on that soon. So I think if Kanye does that, it's just going to be, but it's like, you know, seeing, especially this, like seeing the On The Run show with Beyonce. That's what Jay's at. I don't think that Jay has any incentive now no. to no. to go back and no. do that again, especially knowing, like, I heard, like, the first Watch the Throne tour was, like, a, a shit fest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I heard, like, they argued the entire time. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but... You know you know it's true. You can kind of tell. You know I mean, true. because right on the heels of that, 
like you can kind of tell that that's where all of the dissension between those two began. Yeah. And they just I think that Jay, that Jay has been really political mm. with his stance on Kanye. Like, you know, he's still like the David Letterman shit where he's like, yeah. yeah, that's my brother. But I think that it's the kind of thing where he wants to safely put Kanye in a place. It's kind of yeah. like, you know. But you, but you know what? This is, put it like this. It's, this is kind of this is kind of how I explain it. Right. Is that hey, Kanye would let me him like, yo, he loves Kanye. And this is how, you know, is that the years they got together, he just going to let them live. Like he ain't gonna bury him the way he could bury him. You know no, what I'm saying? Because there's nothing for him to. There's nothing for him to gain out of that. I at mean, this point. I, I agree. There's nothing to gain, but some, but half the time, dog, when niggas bring up your wife and your kids publicly in a form like that, like you do the Cardi B shit, dog. Uh, absolutely, like the shit. Even the shit we're talking about with um with Pusha. Pusha was like, yo, as soon as you bring up my fiance, I'm coming at your neck, and nobody can be mad at him. So so same thing with the with the J shit. So like. You know Jay loved Kanye because he didn't go at him the way he could have gone at him. I'm pretty sure a phone yeah. call was made. Oh, you you know that. But you know that. Probably Jay didn't probably hadn't talked to him. I don't think Jay's talked to him in over two years. And even in saying that, I would think that in a certain like, you know, I'm up in age. I'm forty. Good Lord, nigga. You're not gonna I'm not gonna fight you for no. but you know, like there's only so many things that I'm gonna make a spectacle out of these days. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that... <laughs> one, the McRib. <laughs> two was not talking about Kanye on the podcast. <laughs> what, nigga? <laughs> but, um, like, three. I just think that, you know, it's kind of like... Ice tea. Being a father and having two sons, you have to kind of evaluate what circumstances are worth being taken away from them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And in that, you have to kind of create this new level of dealing with... You have to create a new escalation protocol yeah. for yourself. And I think that Jay is in a place now where it's like, you know, shit, I'm 46, 47 years old. What do I look like arguing with niggas on the record? Yeah. Or what do I look like, you know, like I sunned you. Like, I'm, I brought you in here. Yeah. Like, I don't have anything to gain by spanking you in public. Yeah. I'd, I think that... And I think... That's part of what Kanye's rub is. It's like you, how do you fight somebody that just doesn't have any interest in fighting you? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what we're talking about. The opposite of love isn't hate. Yeah, you know? it's indifference. Yeah, like, and, and Jay's been indifferent for a while. Yeah, so. like I don't give a shit. Just, okay, yeah. whatever you want to do. He's like, you see, have you seen my wife? <laughs> Go over there and, <laughs> you know. and melt down. Life's great. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. have my own hue of blue. Yep. I have twins. I have blue. I have... The greatest entertainer of all time, arguably. Bong. Like, what incentive do I have making a diss record? Like, that's... Yeah. Like, the, I mean, what, are you going to put Jay in the same arena as as Jay can push right, well, well, right so, now? So, so here's, nah. my question. here's my question, too. When we're talking about the 46-year-old dissing shit, and this would be a great, like, sign-off because you said I whiffed it last week. Uh, how do you feel about Eminem going at these niggas? Because M, M is like 46. I don't want to talk about Eminem. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, nah, I don't either. <laughs> nah, um, I think with Eminem. 60 seconds. Um, I think that's that's just what he knows how to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's how he's made his career. Always name dropping. Always putting, you know, people that he's felt safe putting in records. Yeah. I mean, the Kamikaze album was, was, was a fun <laughs> record. like, And I like hearing him back to where he was. I still would like to hear. I don't know why. He's never done anything with black milk. 
all these Detroit niggas, you know, I love to hear them, like not to sound like the 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 backpack nigga. Like get on a fucking Dilla record. I think that should do a bunch of crazy I don't great think stuff. He's fine where he's at. I, I mean, think. I mean, because well, I, think, I don't. I don't think he's happy where but, he's at. But what you get? But what you get with people like with? I guess with artists are you know like you don't want to throw. I don't want to hear everybody on a black milk record. But I don't want to hear everybody on a Dilla but record. I don't want to. I don't want to hear and, him. I don't want to hear him on the stuff that he's doing now. Like a lot of the production just sound. It just doesn't sound good. You know, I liked all of the stuff on the. Comic I don't. I don't. Record. I don't like all the beats on there. I mean, Eminem is just so transcendent that he kind of likes to, you know, make you ignore it. Like put it like this. You know what? You know what M sounds like when he's not rapping on those beats. What was the song on um on the Black album that that you know Jay only did that record because he was giving M a production credit. Uh, Moment of clarity. Oh, wow. And then and then he did the shit for Nas. But Yo, I think that I think, shit's walk. but Awful. they were they weren't good at all. <laughs> they weren't good. Like, okay, well, first of all, listen, <laughs> they weren't good. Shit's walk. I didn't Awful. like it. Didn't like, <laughs> no sir. But I think like that's it. I think that's like the spice of life. I think you know when you hear different artists, when you hear artists in their pocket, and you can kind of pick and choose what you gravitate to and what you don't. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it should be. I think that you know. Trying to control the narrative of what artists do when they make records, I think that's, you know, the fanhood of the shit is always going to want to hear Nas in premiere. We're always going to want to be able to, hey, say, like, Jay needs to go back to fucking with Just Blaze and he needs to do nothing but Just Blaze records. But there's no progression in that. I think that, you know, I think the Kamikaze record, I think it did good for what Eminem yeah. Wanted to do. I mean, yeah, you know, it's just it's just the, the, the hip hop fan guy. You know, we want to hear these motherfuckers on like a primo beat. Like even even uh, Drake got a, a primo beat. That's all I'm saying. I mean, and we're gonna take the 12, 13 records, fourteen records, and you're gonna pick your three, yeah. your two or three out of it, and those are gonna be the songs that you cling to. And then... I mean, I mean, but it, it also we wouldn't we wouldn't cling to this shit if we didn't think it was great. Like like all the shit. That's why, like, the whole Nas premiere shit was just so corny to me. Because it was like, I remember there was, like, Scratch Magazine had the cover of Nas and, and DJ Premier. They're going to put an album out. Never happened. Right? And Royce and Premier put two records out. Right. So it's like, and then, and then Nas do an album with, like, Kanye. So it's like, to me, it's so fucking corny for us to kind of, like, go crazy over that shit. And this time, you can just sit in the studio for a week and knock something out. That's why... Not to sound bad, but there was something came out about like Black uh, Black Thought, Fonte, and Ron Fest. It's like a super group, and the music is going to be produced by, I forgot who's producing it, but it's like this whole big press release and whatever. And it's like, it's cool, but a part of me is just like, just put it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the, this, the days of press releases and getting excited about shit, man, just do it. Because right. I, think, I think it would make more of an impact. If oh, just day, drop, just drop nigga. the records. Just one day you wake up and the shit is Yo, on the I internet. I mean, technically, that's what Fonte did in his last record. It's like he literally, like on Thursday, he posted the album artwork like tomorrow. Right, because now you don't have to Absolutely. think about the music. Absolutely. Like, you can record on Friday and the album can be out first thing Absolutely. Monday morning. Nigga, we recording this podcast now. The shit going to be out later today. And Absolutely. Like, we went a little bit later um, than I expected. But I'm going to say two things. Um, a big, 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 big fuck you to the Herald Sun, this Australian publication with the editorial staff let this artist, this cartoonist named Mark Knight, um, draw this cartoon of supposedly Serena being angry and mad. And they got her with the big stereotypical red lips looking like, I mean, 1920s and 40s type of shit that you would see stereotypically depicting people of color. That's it. And then the funny part about it is they have like, 
the the opponent, it looks like a lily white blonde girl arguing with the umpire or whatever. Which, which is, is supposed to be Naomi Osaka, yeah, right? That's how wrong they are about this whole fucking thing, right? It's like it's like you're so like wanting to have this narrative of black versus Lily White, like it's fucking uh, uh, King Kong, that you just kind of so obsessive over trying to to diss Serena that you leave all those other details out, and it's like it's so fucking frustrating, and and it's crazy because it's like people that are attacking me as a journalist for publications. You can't just attack the cartoonists. There's a staff of people that that shit got to go through before it goes to print all day long. So fuck the whole publication. Fuck your editor. Fuck anybody that lets that shit ride. And this is kind of the reality of it. It's like when we think that this stuff is over, it's not. So I kind of went in on that. Fuck them niggas. I love Serena. Serena is probably the greatest athlete of all time. So as we talk about, we drop Jordan's name all the time and talk about his six rings, what she has done. The GOAT. But she has done the goat. You'll never see that shit again. The goat. And, and 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 I think that it's black men we need to have her back and defender. Absolutely. So I'll end on that. I go by the name of Preach Jacobs. This is this, this is the <laughs> Negro League podcast. Once again, we're sponsored by the Mo Better Soul. I want to talk about Kanye. Once again, this is Ambi, the Negro. Ambi, Ambi. Once again, this is the Negro League podcast. What do you mean? You don't want to talk about Kanye? This is a podcast. Once again, this you're fucking up my content. This is the Negro League podcast. Fucking up my segue. Sponsored by Segways. Mo Better Soul. Sponsored by Segways. Sponsored by Mo Better Soul. Transition smoothly. And you can go to Mo Better Soul. Use protection. Dot. Segway condoms. Big Cartel. Wrap it up. Dot com. Wrap it. With code Negro. Code Negro. To save. To save. 10%. To save. 10% 10% on your next order. I don't want to talk about Kanye. And you guys enjoy Robert on this one because this will be the last time. <laughs> last time, baby. Yeah, shout out to Rob. What's your um, Instagram stuff? One time in Telegram, N T E L L I G R A M. Yes, a lot, but you'll find me. I'm all over Preach's page. Fuck you, nigga. But yeah, this is uh, the Negro League podcast. Thank you all for listening. And shout out to be safe. Bobby. Hur- Hurricane Florence. Man. Yeah, all the people Coming in the through. Southeast right now. Yeah, buy water, get gas. Shit, we need to do that today. I'm gone Man. after this. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Um, shout out to the people that's listening. Thank you all for listening. Negro League Podcast. Yerp. One. I'll be touching.